Episode three, Porching with the Pogues, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going full kook. Full kook. Full kook. Sammy, as usual, join my friend Zach here, and let's just hop into this one. A lot to talk about going full kook. Dude, you know, this episode started off pretty rad. Um, As you know uh, from the last one, they sent Key into um, some grave. Who knows? Mm, JJ was barking (laughs) at snakes. So then she pulls out this, you know, tape, uh, this package, this FedEx thing. And this is where my first problem came out. They open it up, and there's a recorder. They're like, what is that? How do you not know what a recorder is? Then I have sympathy for these people because they're 16 years old. 16. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So they're going to do stuff that makes them 16. You're like, oh, that's what a 16-year-old would do. You know what a 16-year-old wouldn't do? When a uh, janitor at a park is chasing you on a golf course, point a gun at him. Again, the most unoptimal gun times from JJ. Every single episode, you think you've seen it. You think JJ's going to figure it out and pull the gun out when it's the proper time to pull the gun out. Nah. Uh-uh. The, the, kid, the kid never ceases to amaze me. First off, you pull a gun on topper. Shoot a few rounds off. I'm like, wow, this kid is. He Richest is, kid on the island. Again. Oh. Yep. He is like, he is badass. Next thing you know, they go to to Miss Lana's house. Kid doesn't have a gun. He's scared. Leaves it on the porch. Then they're in a graveyard in the middle of the night, and you pull it out on two unsuspecting janitors? Come on, kid. I'm going to need some more consistency out of you, JJ. Unbelievable. So that scene is back. there, there's the the main point of this episode is definitely the kook, uh, and we're gonna get to the kook party. But there's a couple parts here that I know Zach had a, had an absolute blast with. When they go back to the house, uh, they just got this little clue or whatever. And also, oh, this is my problem too. They pull out this FedEx package, and first thing Pope says is, oh, "That's not the gold." When when did um, have you ever been on a treasure hunt? Yeah. You don't just you find clues. Yeah. That leads you to gold. And they keep thinking, oh, that's not that's not the gold. We didn't find it. Because you can fit $400 million of gold in a FedEx envelope. Yeah. I th- you know, it went from trying to find John B.'s dad to then they're like, oh, $400 million? Yeah, forget it, dad. I'm going to do this. Whatever. So they, they go back and they go back to John B.'s house. Who It was just trash last episode. I don't think he cleaned up. No. Looks in great shape. And now it's in great shape. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally have our first sign of food. Three episodes in, someone's actually going to try to feed themselves, and it's JJ. Oh, and he makes a sandwich. With moldy bread. With bread that John B's like, hey, man, I don't know how long it's been in there. You're probably not going to want to make that sandwich. He's like, nah, it's good. Here we go. S-A-T-J-J, back at it. Nah, mold? It's basically a bacteria. It's a natural organism. You're good. You just scrape it off. Scrape it off. He's smearing peanut butter all over the bread. Takes his first bite, spits it out. No shot kids eating the sandwich. So we thought we had our first uh, bite of food consumed by a pogue. Nah. Nah. Nope. Not yet. Well, you know, in this scene, you get you get something real nice, too. John John B. gets to hear from his father on the tape recorder, um, you know, for the first time. Balls his eyes out. Yeah, you know, we feel for the kid. 
Yeah. Feel for him. Feel for him. But this is where we get into some some crazy stuff. You got the kooks out there. Kooks and pogues is heating up. Oh, I mean, oh, by the way, speaking of peanut butter, uh, I like to correct myself. Episode one, I believe I said peanut butter and jelly were a rivalry, not a rivalry. <laughs> this just, just reminded me of that. But Hatfield McCoys, it's coming out now. It's coming out now. Kooks and Pogues is heating up, baby. I mean, this is like, this is Celtics Lakers back in the 80s. OJ, you know, not OJ. I was going to say OJ. MJ versus Problematic. Disavow OJ Simpson. We This show has nothing to do with OJ Simpson. All right. Anyway, so we... The kooks are just being kooks, dude. They're, they're part of like this... I don't even... What is it? Like, I think it's like a church group. It's like a spiritual but, church group about like virgin oceans. So <laughs> I guess now it's going back to the island being destroyed from yeah. the hurricane. So they're doing a beach cleanup here. So nice. And, you know... Now they're out cleaning up the beach, and Kelsey's like, hey, boys, check this out. Liquor. Got it this. looks like yellow Gatorade. Yeah, I got this little mixture here for you boys to try out. Oh, so he's just, you know, letting them all drink it as they're cleaning up this beach with families around. No, Again, n- nobody is saying anything to them. Yeah, none. No, nothing. Uh-uh, no. Nah. Rich kids, and then they get drunk, and they're, all, and they're all tipsy, holding hands and buzzing, and the guy's talking about the Virgin Ocean, and... Topper, douche topper just starts laughing. No respect for the ocean, for the animals in it. Not for the big kahuna. Not for the big kahuna. Hate this guy. Now, <laughs> this next scene, uh, I mean, are we doing the live watch? Do you want to do it or how do you want to well, do it? Well, I mean, first off, <laughs> I, we got to get to the kooks. Or oh, the yeah. Again. yeah, pokes. <laughs> now, we thought that JJ was a good for nothing. Just, you know what? Fired up kid. They go on to the figure eight, you know, because apparently JJ works at the biggest country club on the island. You heard that right. JJ actually holds a job that's like a W-2 job. Like he actually works at a hotel So with humans. So they pull up to the figure eight country club and JJ decides to pull out the gun. It's a great time to pull out the gun. Middle, on this middle of the day. Middle of the day. Country club's booming. Who knows what day it is. I think it's a Saturday. You know, people are out there <laughs> golfing, and he just pulls it out. And they're sitting in John B.'s disgusting VW van that everybody knows is John B. Still no, <coughs> still no other John on the island, by the way. Episode three, still got one John, and his name is John B. So... Uh, also, I don't know if the safety's ever on the gun. Is it loaded? I think it definitely, lo- well, we, well, we know it's loaded because he definitely fired off two rounds. So the whole gang of pogues are going to this country club through the back door, through the kitchen. Just, nope, it, th- this is normal, right? Yeah, this I mean, this I is always, just I what you do. I with all my friends through the kitchen. Yeah, job where, I'm a where I work. Like when you used to work at like, you know, a pizza place back in high school, we used to just come in the kitchen, right, and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's normal, whatever. So they sneak in, you know. Cause Internet, you know, whatever. Got to get these coordinates. Treasure map. Well, they also find out that uh, there's like this drone. It's not even a drone. I guess it's, it's actually a submersible. It's going to get down there. Good news is they're going to try to steal this thing. More to come on that later. So. Next. Full kook moment here. Yeah, we're going full kook here, yep. folks. 
And this is where we get to dive deep into one of my favorite characters of the entire show, Rafe. R-A-F-E. Rafe? Oh, my God. Rafe Cameron. He is um, 20 years old, apparently. Has yep. no job. Um, Ward. He was like, hey, Rafe, you didn't buy those generators I wanted you to buy. Instead, Rafe went out and bought a freaking Grom, dude. Bought a motorcycle, dude. And it's the worst. Sarah and him have this little brother rivalry and sister. with like, oh, God, you know, whatever. I'm the coolest kid. I'm the best. I'm the best daughter. Anyways, next thing we know, Rafe is on a dirt bike out on these trails going to a trailer. I think it's the first time we've seen the trailer in the show yeah, so yeah. far. It's out in the cut. Out, in the out cut. there in the cut, dude. And there's this feller named Barry. Scary dude, man. So they go to this trailer. There's like there's like 12 people in there. And this is going to really bother you. Whenever Rafe tries to act like a hard ass, he like he kind of like tenses up. And he looks like he's going to like kind of like tear up almost. He tries to get like real hard like, yeah. yo, what's up, Barry? Yeah, you don't know. Why, stop talking like that. Why are you talking like that, dude? Why are you so scared of Barry, too? Yeah, he's just like a little dude out in a trailer that sells yayo, dude. <laughs> and uh, so he goes in, he's like, hey, man, um, I'm going to some, I'm gonna get some product, dude, for this weekend. And uh, Barry's like, yeah, let me see what I got for you. There's also no less than, what, 14 people in the trailer? Yeah, there's, there's a, a single wide trailer, and we got a lot 14 of, people, lot of people in there. In there. Super annoying. So he goes in there, gets the stuff. Now keep in mind, Rafe is the son of the richest man on the island. Just spent money his dad gave him to get a dirt bike. He goes, uh, yo, bro, that'd be like $200. Rafe goes, what does Rafe say? I'm going to need some credit. I'll get you back in two days. I need some credit. Once again, this podcast, we don't condone drugs. We don't want you to use them. You don't ask your drug dealer for credit. Uh, that's, that's no. Never gonna end up well for you, pal. No, no. Never gonna end up well so, for you. He said, "I can make, I can get you the money in two days. Have my bike as collateral. The bike that you just spent generator money on, so, probably a six thousand dollar bike. Yeah, for two hundred dollars in credit in Yayo. In Yayo. Oh my god, Unbelievable. Dude, this guy's ridiculous. So we got a little treat for you here. Um, if you thought that you know maybe Rafe was a coke addict himself." I mean, very well, I think we're going to see that he probably is. Um, he takes it to a party with 16-year-olds. Yeah, I don't know whose house that party's at. Is it no. Kelsey's house? Is I don't know. Is it the Cameron's house? Is it Topper's house? If it is, like, where are these parents? So we're, we're, we're going to put this scene on. We're going to turn the volume down. We're going to watch this live, and this is probably my second or third time watching it. And it's it's my least my least favorite scene ever. It starts with Topper on the roof right here, and he's like, "I'm the coolest kid in the what figure eight, whatever." And he's the worst talker ever. We've already gone over this. He can't communicate. He's got Sarah looking fine on top of the damn uh, roof here. It's what a three story roof. Look, the kid's drunk, and he's on the roof looking over into a pool. You got him. He just picks Sarah up, and he's like, oh, "We're gonna jump." We're going to jump. Sarah's freaking out. Meanwhile, Topper, the entire second episode, all he says is, I just got to protect you. I got to protect you, man. How are you protecting anybody when you are up on top of the roof, picking her up, getting ready to jump off? Listen, I trust a lot of people in my life, but if I'm on a three-story roof and Topper goes, do you trust me? I trust, you know, maybe like first responders, right? I trust, you know, people that go out there and save lives. Throw the third story of a roof, 
And Topper goes, you trust me? He does one of those, like, three, two jumps. Just jumps. And there's just one scene here. <laughs> it kind of bothers me. You're looking down at the, the pool. Topper's getting ready to jump. Everybody's cheering him on. You got all the kooks wearing their Sears sucker, their vineyard vines. Ugh, disgusting. And then you got this one kid who's just laying on a freaking unicorn pool float. He looks like he is dead. <laughs> Everybody is cheering on Topper and Sarah, and this kid is just (laughs) passed out. They cleared out the pool, and he is just sleeping. Yep. Oh, he is gone. I didn't even see that kid is gone. So, three, two, on two, he jumps, whatever. And then he gets up, and he says a line that it actually made my stomach hurt. It made my stomach hurt worse than the jump. Sarah Cameron. Coolest girl in the OBX. This is the coolest girl in the OBX. Uh, it's just, it's disgusting. So, fast forward, Rafe's in there looking like Scarface, just dealing out cocaine. He's spreading the word, yo, bro. And he once again, he's, he does that weird voice again where he just doesn't talk normal. And he's like, yo, let him know I got that yayo at this party, bro. I got that yayo. For some reason, he always looks like he's like, Constipated. Like yeah, he, constipated. He he always, something out. He's always sweaty. Always touching his hair too. So whatever. In between them doing yayo, uh, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about it? They're sixteen-year-olds. We gotta be careful what we say here. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna <laughs> skip this scene. Topper and Sarah kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, she doesn't uh, decide to go through with it, if you know what I'm talking about. And uh, Topper just gets real angry for no reason. One day you love me, and the next day you don't want to dump them out. Okay? <laughs> what are you doing? She doesn't dump them out. So Topper's all heated, comes in. You got- and, and we find out a fact about Topper that there is no way it's true. I refuse to believe it. Pogues, born and raised on the surfboard, baby. Shredding. That's what they do. He comes in the house and Rafe goes, Topper, get over here, man. This guy, number seventh ranked surfer in the nation right now. No. Uh, not a chance. No chance this kid surfs. So Get your frosted tips out of here, buddy. Yeah, dude. It's disgusting, bro. So they're in there doing coke. Topper says he's never done coke or he's done it, so they do some blow. Whatever. Yeah, yo. Look, I got a big problem with this, with this uh, party. I don't know whose house is that. Yes. Is it Kelsey's? Is it Ward's? I is it Ward's? Is it the country club? It's big enough. I don't know where it's at. I don't know. And I can't remember a party when you were 16 years old where you're not scared to death that you're going to get caught. Or, you know, you know, kids smoking pot. I've never been to a party as a 16-year-old where kids are just openly doing cocaine. On the table. On the table. Yep. Cocaine Wayne is in business here, my friend. Jesus. And the other issue I have is um, if – if if the pogues sneeze the wrong way, cops show up. Yeah. Kooks, no cops. I don't know if figure eight has cops. I really don't know. So, whatever. That scene ends. I'm not going to beat it in the ground here. And then we go back to our pogue friends, and uh, they're just kind of bored. They don't know what to do. And uh, so, Keith thinks it's a, good, it's a great idea. Why don't we just bring him to my dad's restaurant? Look, the guy who hates us, who already bailed John B. out, still skip bail, has not showed up for court yet. They don't know when the court date is. We don't know. They show up, and he calls them a bunch of greedy pelicans, which I think is a great name, by the way. Very accurate. And they're just sitting in the corner of the restaurant. They're like, hey, man, we haven't really well, eaten we, in three episodes. Uh, yeah, so they're probably hungry. 
And they just, I mean, the most gluttonous little fellas you ever seen in your life. They're just going to town on a bunch of uh, French fries and just uh, hush puppies just scarfing down, dude. They, Again. They kind of dance, have a little scene, you know, whatever. It, it's cute. Yeah. You know, whatever. I, I John, get it. John B. with his, he's got two buttons on today. He, uh-huh. did, he did two buttons. Oh, yeah. So then that scene ends. I mean, once I mean, moving on here, they have like the little. Well, also, I don't like Key starting to leave my boy John B on here. Okay, no poke on poke macking. He kissed you when he was freaking out. Now you're in the restaurant, getting a little close to each other. It looks like Pope's getting jealous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pope's getting a little jelly, jelly. Meanwhile, JJ doesn't care. Um, always smoking. Always. Where, where's this kid getting all this? Just Is it weed? Uh, Is there cigarettes? And once again, I know that we disavowed ourselves. Um, we don't, you know, relate to JJ in episode one. It's hard not to, though, man. He's so cool. Yeah, I mean, Always smoking heaters, darts, just. The kid, oh, the, dude, Jimmy Heats, dude. Jimmy JJ Heats is always just smoking heaters. So we found out that they ended up stealing this $1,000 machine oh, from a probably, salvage yeah. yard. Yeah. And. They just they just can take it like nobody's gonna say anything like hey, yeah where's the thousand dollar drone they duped a security guard not accurate JJ starts crying the guy believes it I mean wor- d- worst security guard ever yeah yeah doesn't go to check that the lock's been broken by yeah. two 16 year old kids exactly so they're like hey man we got this new submersible we got to find the best day to go out there right sometimes some of the best weather in the world is after a hurricane this is a known fact. However, they look out and they're like, today's not the day, and, you know? And that, that factoid was for all you people who aren't in Florida. Yeah, because I know we have listeners all over the country. Anyways, <laughs> in Florida, hurricane's really good. So they pick this day and they're like, hey, man, we can't go out today. It's too windy, whatever. So once again, no realm of time. Real quick. Um, oh, yeah, good. So, you know, they, they think they found the treasure. So John B., he has a location. It looks like an iPad. That you can find locations of, you know, <laughs> maps on, but you don't have a cell phone to call your friends? Nope. High-tech equipment. I mean, this is easily military-grade stuff here. Doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> Doesn't have a cell phone. Doesn't have a cell phone. Then we get to this part where, you know, Sarah, she just she drives to John B.'s house in the cut. What was this scene? She your dad fired him. He smacked your smart pop out of the Outer Banks, all the way into Myrtle. I mean, smack that Smart Pop. And you just show up with a, with another bag of Smart Pop. Says, hey, remember when you spat in my face yesterday? Here's some Smart Pop. I'm just going to say, keep it in your pants, Sarah. <laughs> John B. Zach is pushing for Sarah to just. We get it. <laughs> put it away. You're not We've a said topper because Topper's a, a douche. We understand. We all want you to be with John Yeah, B, you didn't but, dump him out on the roof when he was trying to get in your pants. But make it less obvious. My. Make it less obvious. And then you know what? John B. Also, how did you get to the cut? Yeah. Did you walk there? <laughs> did you take Rafe's motorcycle? <laughs> what day is it? Is this right after the party? <laughs> and then John B. I just got to say this, and I know I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this. But that stupid bandana around your neck. It's not a necklace. Why are you wearing it there? 
I, are you a cowboy? Yeah. Are you a cowboy? I mean, what is this? When you take like those little candid pictures when you're four years old at JCPenney and your mom puts a bandana around your neck and you get on that little horse with the pole and you ride around, you know what I'm talking about? Double revolvers? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's on my fridge. It's a sick picture. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know if this is your dad's bandana. If it is, I get it. Sentimental. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but buddy... Save some for the rest of us. I'm getting sick of it, Look, dude. It's, sometimes it's around your neck. Sometimes it's around your wrist. How many bandanas do you have that are blue that are faded by the sun? He's so cool. You dude. got long he's hair, so dude. He's so cool, dude. He's so wear, cool. Wear it over your head like a headband. Yeah, bro. He's so cool. So anyways, <laughs> um, so now, I mean, where, where are we at now? So they're like, what day do we want to go? Oh, so we found out this scene's pretty crucial uh we did say we're going full kook and when i mean full kook i don't want to be a kook let's make that very clear no. this episode's all about the kooks so we find out that uh you know like we said pope's dad uh owns a grocery store gas station thing i think because probably the roads are not clear they're dropping off groceries topper oh my god this scene it, it, it's, it's on tv right now it makes me sick he's like bro how, how cool is that party last night dude <laughs> I was doing yayo, bro. You're not going to tell Sarah that. You're not going to tell coke, Sarah right? I did coke, right? Uh, hey, Topper, that's Sarah's brother, idiot. That means that she would know he does cocaine. He's so dumb. So they're playing golf on this golf course, all these rich people. But they're, they're not playing golf. Yeah, they're, they're shooting they, golf balls at people who are playing golf. Yeah, and they each have like a golf club, whatever. So Pope has to drop some groceries off on this, uh, you know, out here on figure eight. And Rafe, he, once again, he gets constipated. He gets his nine iron, and they're such assholes to Pope, dude. It pisses me off. They just start, like, beating him with the golf club, steal his beer. You know, dude, just a perfectly good jar of pickles, just busting it out, dude. I mean, it's bullcrap, dude. And then it's like this is war, but it's like it's not war because, once again, I don't know if this is part of Topper's project, dude, but – Oh, Topper just made a face that I want to actually punch this Toshiba like, TV right now. They're, they're, they're hitting golf balls at people golfing. If I'm the man who's golfing right now yep. and somebody hits a golf ball uh-huh. at me, I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to I'm gonna say something to the little kids. Yeah. Instead, they're just like, ah, it's just kids being kids. Let's just see what happens. And, you, you know, they're probably like 50 yards away from him. They could hear Pope getting beat up. But again. I mean, yeah. And poor guy Pope. I mean. Oh, dude, I mean, Pope tries to punch him. Gets, I mean, he gets beat down. And Rafe probably still has cocaine in his system at this point because he is losing his mind. Uh, so if you thought that J.J. was a wild card, oh, this guy, this Rafe. episode will be you'll be like, what is going on with Rafe? J- Rafe makes J.J. looks like a saint, dude, oh honestly. God, yeah. So anyways, J.J. Oh. once again has no I mean, what is it called? Uh. He has no, like, uh, self-awareness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets on the boat. Just made $100. Best day ever. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's so, so happy. happy. He gets on the boat. And uh, Pope looks like he just got literally, I mean, mobbed by multiple people, which he did. He's got a beat-up face, all this stuff. And they're driving back on uh, Pope's dad's boat, and they see the 2019 Malibu wake setter. Yeah, I mean luxury edition, leather seats, two hundred grand. Oh, JBL audio, dude, that sucker cranks, baby. And JJ goes, "You got to do it." What I don't we, think Pope knows yet what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, what are we doing, JJ? What are we doing, man? Are we, are we gonna like you know TP it or something? No, nah, dude, this is war. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. So and of hold course, on, hold on. JJ, <laughs> JJ is 
telling Pope to do this when JJ started this entire thing by yep. pulling the gun. You did it yourself, buddy. You take the fall for this one. Hey, Pope's trying to go to college, bro. Um, yeah. So why don't you jump in the water and pull the plug? No, you're an expert talker. You convince your buddy. He hops in there, pulls the plug, bubbles start going. He gets back. Well, before that, so they jump in the water. JJ, Pope takes off his shirt and jumps in. <laughs> JJ decides to pull his buff up because we don't know it's JJ. He wants to hide <laughs> from nobody, but he just wants to pull his buff up. Pope pulls the plug, jumps back on the boat. As soon as Pope jumps on the boat, JJ's like, we're in the clear. Pulls down his buff. Why'd you put it up in the Why'd first place? Why'd you put it up? And then he takes the he takes the plug. Rather than keeping it for maybe evidence or like destroying it, throws it in the water, maybe 30 feet from the boat. <laughs> Just launches it. <laughs> Who does that? It's ridiculous. So they get back. Pope's like, dude, you can't tell anybody that I did this, man. Like nobody can know about this. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And but. Then- you know, we're going to cut to not a not, – this isn't a peeve of mine. This is just a gnarly scene where they're just out there shredding the yeah. freaking gnar. Yeah, dude. They get back just surfing, man. And once again, I mean, this is why we do this. I want to be a pogue so bad. They're all good at surfing. They're just getting pitted, dude. Gnarly barrels. And I'm going to just say, I think the scene was in the trailer, and this is probably the scene that got me hooked. This is what got me hooked, for sure. Oh, my God. Look at JJ going inverted there, dude. We're going to see a bunch of surfing. This is the only surfing scene in the entire show, that they're actually surfing. Besides the 30-foot hurricane. They weren't surfing, though. They were just sitting Paddling out. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Looking at Scooter's boat. So, uh, you know, it's just... So, anyways, surfing scene's over. By the way, this is where I have an issue. You're trying to find treasure, right? And you guys are surfing. The weather looked phenomenal, right? The day they were surfing, sunny, no clouds. Later that afternoon, let's go find treasure, dude. Because there's only a storm coming in. You know, earlier, Key was like, we got to go when it's calm. We have to go when it's calm. Let's do it. So when did they decide to go out? When it's not calm. Nope. When there's a storm brewing. So they get out here, and they could not lower this submersible any slower than what they are i mean 10 feet at a time he's like we're at 200 we're at 300 i mean at this point by the way don't they like see a squid or something doesn't oh, pope yeah, yeah pope, pope, pope freaks pope out scared i mean i thought this submersible was there it is there it is watching it right now huge squiddy freaks out they're not even 200 feet down look john b you got all this hair in your face. You know what? You could get it out of your face. That yeah. bandana around uh-huh. your neck. Yeah. But you're not. You're not. Just let it just dangle in your face because you're so cool, bro. And you're stealing all the chicks, bro. I mean, we, we get it, okay? So anyways, they get down there. It's like 900 feet or whatever. The storm's coming in. By the way, I don't know much about boats. You know, I know the bow, the stern. You got starboard, port. Meanwhile, JJ's just rattling off command. Or uh, John B's just rattling off commands. To uh, JJ, 10 miles an hour southeast, northwest wind. And JJ's just repositioning this boat. I don't think that's how it works. I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know enough about boats. Uh, I'm halfway <laughs> through my boater safety course right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know. I'll yeah. get back to you. So anyways, they keep repositioning this boat. It's getting worse and worse. They're running out of tether. Finally, it gets down there. And it is it is just ripping. Like the, yeah, currents the waves bad, dude. are coming down. And... It's getting worse and worse. They find this ship, and of course, they're so negative. Again, they just think this gold is going to turn up. They're all like, it's not there. This is a 
400-foot ship. I mean, that, you don't find out that it's not there till the next episode, but... <laughs> no, you don't. It's right there. They go, oh, did it cut black here? Yeah. No, oh, they... crap. What, whatever. You guys, you know, Look, I'm, I'm not cutting this out. You find the ship, and at this point in the show, I am hooked. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, we found the ship. We're still, we're still not, you know, aware of where John B's dad is. I don't think anybody cares at this point. They're more concerned about the ship. We find the ship. Which is super fired up, you know, in the scene in the Goonies when they when they find yep. One Eyed Willie ship. Yep. that's the that's the joy. I felt. It's kind of like this. I feel like you know, I, I feel for them. So this episode is not gonna be very long, but to wrap this up, the reason this one is going full kook again, I don't condone what the kooks are doing. By the way, we did just see the ship. Told you. Um, so you see the ship, but you don't see the, the okay. Whatever. Anyways. We found out if you're if this guy has a very, very interesting future, your boy Rafe here, cocaine addict. Let's just recap this real quick. Borrowed maybe an ounce of cocaine, two hundred dollars credit, put a dirt bike up for collateral. I'm just gonna let you know that two hundred dollars will not buy you an ounce of cocaine. Okay, I don't know. I don't do drugs, Shaq. Neither do I. I'm just <laughs> saying that that is not how math works in that world. Anyways, <laughs> I'm wrapping this thing. You got anything else to say? I'm I, done here. You know, I just want to give Ward a shout out. Um, you know, you raised a hell of a son. Look, no, <laughs> no. In the earlier episodes, I I kind of didn't like him. He was weed whacking when you know, Topper. He was talking to Topper about a gun being pulled at a party where his daughter was at. And this one, he's like, he 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 kind of was like Rafe. Like, where are the generators? Why didn't you buy them? Um, you know, he was he was giving Rafe a little bit of grief, some hell. He was raising a little bit of hell, and. Um, Rafe is like, I'll, I'll get him. I'll pay you back. I'll get him. Ward, why didn't you know that there was a there was no dirt bike when you gave Rafe radiator money or generator, <laughs> generator money? Generator money. And then there's no generators, but there's a new Grom. Where do you think he got it? Yeah, what are Ward, we doing here? Listen, bud, you're number one businessman on the island. Not looking too smart. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're not looking I think too you're smart. Doing something wrong. But we'll be back episode four. It's going to be an interesting one. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. So, hey, Portrait with the Pogues, we're out. Yeah, we're out. Make sure you rate, subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Pogue Peeves. Um, Leave your comments there. If you have any grievances with us, um, keep them to yourself or don't. DM us. Yeah, whatever. Let us know. Once again, what you think. Hey, Um, write us a letter. Love to have it. Pogues out. (laughs) 